1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
2: What do you make of that, Bob?
3: I like it, the Joe show. It's simple, to the point, and it's all you, Joe Starkey. The stage is yours as Ron Cook basks in the sunshine of Fort Myers, Florida.
2: Probably going to last as long as McLean-Stevenson and Hello, Larry. (laughs) Because there's going to be other people on the show, Bob, including hopefully you on Mondays and Fridays. Yeah, I'm going to put the pressure on you publicly Uh, right now. Mondays and Fridays. And you can take Saturdays off. I don't know
3: about that. Yes, you do, Bob. I don't know about that. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens.
2: But for the time being, I guess it's ridiculous here. It's ridiculous that it's the Joe show and I'm sitting here with you. It's the Bob Show. No, it's, it's the, not Joe the Joe show. show.
3: I'm on the Joe show. There can't
2: show. be a guy having a headline act when you're in the concert. That would be like, but I'm a, would be like all
3: I am is a is a warm-up for you. This is your show. I'm here to hopefully no, warm you up. Yes.
2: It would be like the indigo girls being the main act and, and, and Jimi Hendrix <laughs> being the warm-up Bob. This is it's the Bob show with Joe. No. That actually sounds good. The Bob Show with Joe. Ron told me that he was going to send me a photo. I got to ask him if I can tweet this. The minute the Super Bowl started, he promised me, I'll send you a photo of myself with a beer on my deck. Oh, my God. I don't know that I've ever seen a man looking more like the weight of the world is off his shoulders than him. He already has a little bit of a sunburn. He's (laughs) He's got a yingling lager in his left hand and a University of Buffalo T shirt on. I
3: saw it. It's And you can see there's <laughs> a lake behind his uh, balcony, it looks like. And,
2: and um, look how happy.
3: Well, you know what? I told him, you know, one thing's going to happen to you is that stress, that uh, anxiety that we all have working in this business yeah. slowly but surely will dissipate to the point where you'll be sleeping so much better. It'll show in your eyes, your face, yeah, ev- and
2: your weight. That everyone has. Mm-hmm. Everybody, virtually everybody has it, you know? Right. That the idea of I have to get up tomorrow or whatever. Always when something on your mind. Got to go in at midnight, whatever work you're doing. Got I, there's the fear in the back of your mind, am I going to keep my job? Is there going to be layoffs? Is there going to be this? Is there going to be that? Is there going to be bills to pay? Yeah, or if you're not working, when am I going to get my next job? That type of thing. The constant pressure of everyday life that probably 90% of us, 95 maybe, feel. This man no longer has. Look at that face. And look at the beer. Yeah, it's at least number eleven on the day.
3: I was going to figure. You know, we went through prop bets, Joe. What do you think the prop bet is for beers consumed during a Super Bowl would be for Ron? If I had to put a a line on it, it during or before? uh, No, during the game. Yeah, I Uh, would say six.
2: I'd say nine and a half. Oh my goodness! And he went further over than uh, (laughs) Patrick Mahomes on total yards. How about Brock Purdy? I told people all week, go over 12 and a half. I can't believe He this. was over 12 and a half. Until? He was at 13, and then he and then took nailed knee. down.
3: And then he lost two oh, yards. Oh, did
2: that hurt?
3: Can you imagine having that bet?
2: And and that spot. That spot. Are we sure he lost two? Could it have been one oh, wow. and, thre- and one and you know a quarter rounded back down to one? That made the difference in millions of dollars. I bet you that was one of the most popular prop bets there was.
3: I don't think there's any question because one good run can get you over twelve yards. You know, yes. and so it was that close. The one that really was surprising, I saw a guy on Twitter who actually said he did this before it actually happened. The odds of Juwan Jennings throwing a touchdown pass mm. were two 200- hundred. Uh, or 25,000 to one, something like it was really bizarre. How Do you
2: think one person did it in the well, world? Well, the guy no?
3: posted if Juwan – before this happened, he actually posted if Juwan Jennings throws a touchdown pass, I'm going to be a rich man. Now, what are the chances that he would throw a touchdown pass in a game like that where it was very difficult to score early, and yet he did? And I don't know what the odds were, but he, he claims he would be a rich man. If you put like 100 bucks on it, you probably win – Twenty-five thousand. if you put a thousand you probably win 2.5 i think it was I, i gotta find out what the actual odds were but they were astronomical
2: if they win that game either through the first drive in overtime the field goal or if they score there then kansas city doesn't score to match it if they win it right there i bet you the voters probably give it to McCaffrey if he scores that touchdown or purdy if he throws that touchdown to somebody else but i think jennings would have been a very oh, worthy mvp no candidate. question it and what were his odds was and he even caught loaded? A touchdown he threw in caught I don't a touchdown think he was loaded he also in there. had
3: a big third down conversion in the uh the overtime drive that got yes, them three points point is no one thought he'd have that kind of an impact on the game and he did
2: he would have been the most unlikely mvp since dexter smith is that a person no dexter jackson and then there was the guy for the Seahawks. Oh, Malcolm Smith. Yeah.
3: Yeah, Malcolm Smith. Well, he made that big uh no, that was Butler. Who who was
2: Malcolm Smith was a linebacker. The year they beat the uh beat the Peyton Manning Broncos, he got the M V P. Oh, that was the
3: route game in New York City, right?
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, he would have been he might have been the most unlikely M V P in history yeah. if they won. Was and... it a was it a good Super Bowl? Was it a great Super no. Bowl? What was it for you?
3: It was just a blah super bowl. I, I thought it really? was Really? Yeah. I I mean the end is what it was, and so it picked up some drama as it went along. I thought the first half was utterly boring. There was not a lot of big plays in it. I, it was sloppy. There were mistakes. You know, San Francisco has only themselves to blame for what happened. A missed extra point, which is critical in these kinds of games, but also the muff punt where it hits the guy's foot, and then, you know, Ray-Ray McLeod's trying to figure out what's going on and try to recover it. They scored immediately. Those are gifts. You can't give San or Kansas City that. On a day where you – yeah, I didn't think it was a very good Super it Bowl.
2: It wasn't a well. There, to me, there's a difference between a well played game and a and a dramatic, entertaining Super Bowl. And I think it was that. It had its lulls, but man, the fourth quarter and for a game to go into overtime, you had the Travis Kelsey bump on Andy Reid, all of that stuff happening. I thought it was pretty entertaining and dramatic. It was not well played. I agree with you there, but for me, the entertainment value made it a pretty. How good about Super this? Bowl.
3: You talk about crazy prop bets. Okay, Brock Purdy losing a yard because of a knee cost people thousands of dollars, perhaps. Yeah. What about the over and under, which hit exactly at forty-seven, but they don't kick the point after in overtime. If you get the point after, you go over and you win. Yeah. Now it's a push.
2: What about that?
3: I'm just saying, if they don't kick the point you think after they touchdown, make them kick
2: it. Well,
3: no, I'm just saying, if you're a better, first of all, you think that's a lock in the third quarter when it's ten to three and there's right. And then all of a sudden, because of overtime, it goes over. If overtime doesn't happen, then you win easily. But then even in overtime, it hits exactly the number because they don't kick the point after touchdown.
2: I can't believe that the winning touchdown was a derivative of a play called Corndog, Bob. (laughs) Can you? They turned Corndog into Tom and Jerry.
3: They make all sorts of names for some of these plays. So I'm not surprised, but Corndog is a, you know, Isn't it just like Omaha when it first came on the scene with Peyton Manning?
2: So the big question here, and it's off the top, brought to you by J.P. Roofing and Siding. We'd love for you to get involved. Fan hotline presented by Sullivan Super Service, providing trusted plumbing HVAC service for over 50 years. 412-928-9370. 928-9370. Fan Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia Peters Township. Visit them at SouthHillsKia.net. And the text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, a personal injury law firm, where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. Bob, the Kansas City Chiefs aren't slowing down. That's the story here. Patrick Mahomes is 28 years old. He had the biggest cap hit in football this season, and yet they built a a pretty brilliant roster around him. He doesn't need weapons beyond Kelsey. He doesn't. That in that way he reminds me very much in the way he plays, and in the way he'll he'll just make do with whatever as long as he's got that star tight end of Brady. Brady did that for most of his career. Had, with a bunch of got, no names, he had a, he had a no l- stars. Lacrosse player playing wide receiver. Who's gonna stop the Chiefs? Do you know they had the? He, first of all, as I said, Mahomes is twenty eight. The guy right in front of him where you build an offense, the center, Creed Humphreys in what, his third year? Yeah, that's a big guy
3: to have in front of you.
2: The defense is the youngest defense ever to win a Super Bowl. And I was mentioning these stats to Ron last week. They didn't allow 30 points once all season. It's a great, great defense. Peter King, when I said, are they underrated, he said, no, they're rated. I said, I don't know, man. I hear a lot. You and I argued about this. Man for Man. Kansas City has the best defense in football, and listen to this, Bob. Not only did they not allow 30 points, becoming the first team in a long time to not do that. Games allowing fewer than 28 points in the history of the league. You ready? Mm-hmm. 2000 Ravens, 2002 Bucks, 2005 Steelers, and 2010 Packers. That's two, three, four, five. They all allowed 19. Uh, 19 games with less than 28 points. The Chiefs 21 such games, and they never allowed 30. Do you know who did allow 30? Thank you for asking, Bob. (laughs) The 2000 Ravens, the 76 Steelers, the 85 Bears. Well, and the and the first of all, Steve Spagnuolo is the is the
3: and and if you look at the critical plays in that game, and Tony Roma, who I don't think was on his game totally last night, he made he, he talked about the fact, watch out for the blitz. Bagnolo is never gonna allow you to just go in on a you know, third and short, fourth, whatever it may Brilliant be. Brilliant calls. They went after Purdy and inter and, and knocked passes down in critical situations because he is not afraid to blitz. Blitz, blitz, blitz. And but yes, but, but they're he chooses young.
2: his spots.
3: He does choose his spots. But you know they're coming on those critical downs. You know yeah. it. They disguise it. But you it. don't know from where. No, you disguise it, and it's fine that way. But, I mean, you have to be aware of it. So Spagnolo is just a genius and the first assistant coach ever to have four rings. thing about uh, this team is they redesign themselves. They trade Tyreek Hill. Uh, they admit they get rid of one of the most prolific weapons that they have, and they don't have a bunch of big names – in the wide receiver group at all. They have a lot of drops. They had most drops of any team in football, and then in the playoffs, they shut that down. They got better at it. But that was one of the reasons why this was one of the worst seasons offensively of Patrick Mahomes' career. Uh, And then they had to go on the road, and everybody had their doubts about whether or not they could win on the road. They go to Buffalo and Baltimore and do it with defense. Really, defense. It wasn't so much the offense. Even last night, it took the offense a long time. If San Francisco also had taken advantage of the second-half interception – Uh, against Mahomes and scored a touchdown or even a field goal they botched one early when McCaffrey fumbled as they were heading in for points right these are all little plays but you give Patrick Mahomes too many openings he's going to take it and when the chips were down he took it which is what he does and you're right they they're going to have those two for a long time they will reload their defense is young they do have some free agents they're going to have to deal with they do but it's 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 uh, you're gonna have to deal with them just like yeah, everybody in the AFC had to deal with Tom Brady, Belichick, and the and the Patriots.
2: Somebody rated the runs to the Super Bowl, um Aaron Schatz, here it is. The lowest estimated odds of winning a Super Bowl from the beginning of the playoffs. Teams, in other words, teams that had the most unlikely runs to win a Super Bowl. The two thousand five Steelers finished third in this category, which makes sense. They had to go into they, Cincy yeah. On they Peyton everywhere. Manning and one of the great offenses in NFL history that year. And then Denver. Into Denver, and then beat a really good Seattle team in the Super Bowl. Kansas City had the best run ever. The other one was the Giants when they beat the undefeated Patriots, and they, they also won yeah. at Green Bay that year against a really good team. This team, according to this, and I think you can make this argument, had the greatest playoff run ever. You can make that argument. The most unlikely. Yeah.
3: I, I still think... You know, when you're uh, uh, the last seed and you get in and you win on the road, the way the Steelers did it was pretty special because it was first time it happened.
2: Oh the yeah, Giants
3: the same way. I mean, the Giants were given no shot really of of winning that game or get even getting to that game, and they did. It's a great story. There's no question. They're uh, they're a young team, largely in the key areas. They will add on. They're going to come. They up always with, do, and they'll figure out a way to do it. As long as Mahomes, think about Mahomes too. He used to do it by going down the field with big strikes. And Tyreek Hill was responsible for that. This right. time around, it wasn't. It was a bunch of smaller passes and then yards after. And he's, then, Mo-
2: he's Montana and then Brady. his
3: run game, again, when he had to make plays, even in overtime, now fourth down and one. San Francisco could have won it right then and there. To me, we're commenting in the uh, – we were doing a sports call at this point. I could. I had a monitor, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, if you're them, watch – because Mahomes is going to do something. He's going to roll out to some – he ain't going to – and he did –
2: on the fourth and one. On the fourth and yeah. one, and he yeah, got yeah.
3: the. And it looked like they didn't even account for him. And he's the one guy I would have accounted for more than anybody. Maybe Kelsey, but, you know, you need a yard. You shut it down. You win the game.
2: And they he beats do you it. with his brain. He beats you mostly with short, accurate passes. They play in a brilliant system. I rewatched that final drive, uh, going down the field with 75 yards in overtime. It's almost like with the scrambling, Bob, he waited to unveil it. I was saying mm-hmm. with the people I was watching the game with, like Mahomes hasn't run at all in this game. It was going into the fourth quarter, it felt like. And then suddenly he picked his spots, especially when they were in man, they were turning their backs on him, and it was goodbye. Mm-hmm. He made some really big runs uh, in addition to that fourth and one. Uh, well, same drive in overtime. He had, what, a 20-yard run or so? Yeah. 15, 20-yard run. He's just a, he's a he's a football genius is what he is, and he's playing in a perfect system. He is a he is an elite all time great tight end, who he usually hits on the big plays. But other than that, it could be anybody.
3: And it was Valdez. It is. Was It was one is. of them. Nicole Hardman, who didn't even know he won the game because he didn't know the rules.
2: Just like Troy Brown, <laughs> yeah. just like Edelman, just and Edelman was really good. Just I like mean, Branch, Dion Branch, right. David
3: Givens, all of them. Like little, little guys just – and they put them together in this group. And, and Justin Watson from South Fayette High School won a th- how about three championship rings for him? Susan
2: Solari, who works here in, in our sales department, Justin Watson grew up right next yeah. door to her in Bridgeville. What a great family that?
3: that is, too. And here's the thing. That's seven rings for him. He won two WPI ALs, one state, two at Penn, and now three in the Super Bowl. He's 27.
2: Let's not beat Fifth around round the round Bush draft here, pick the the addendum to that question who the hell is going to stop the chiefs and i realize in a given year josh allen almost did maybe the ravens could but the the addendum to that question is and where do the steelers fit on mm-hmm. that list where do they fit on that list
3: well if you look at the betting lines not not very close to anywhere being the top they're like eighth worst from the bottom i've
2: seen 66 to 1 75 <laughs> yeah, to I mean, 1 and 100 to 1
3: and the news that I, that I heard over the, the weekend in terms of NFL Network reporting about Ryan Tannehill gives me no thought that they're going to
2: have – Let's get to that. Yeah, I just – yeah.
3: I mean, I'd rather have Mason Rudolph.
2: Let's talk about that coming up. But But in the meantime, just, you know, I think of Cincinnati with Burrow, although they have not done nearly as good a job of building their roster, their defense was decimated last season, not necessarily by injury By losses, you know, starting with uh, Bates, their safety. They lose him, and that's like like a a, a whole key to your defense. Uh, The Ravens could, but the Ravens don't seem to know how to win the biggest games. Lamar Jackson doesn't seem to know. The Bills always could because of Josh Allen. I thought they had the Chiefs beat. But, Bob, we could be looking at a three-peat, the first one in history. We're looking at the first team to repeat. We're looking at a bona fide dynasty, right? That's inarguable. Three and five years.
3: Uh, they're already there, you know, three and five years. That's and he's twenty eight, he's already a Hall of Famer. If he stopped right now and said, I'm done, first ballot, boom. In.
2: And I don't feel like the Steelers are really on the same planet as them. Honestly. I think
3: a lot of teams are not on the same planet as them. They're gonna have to take they're gonna have to get so much better at the quarterback position. And whether or not it happens I don't know all I know is they have a new coordinator and his number one job is to make that offense go a lot better sounds easy in terms of when you look at some of their talent but it's not as easy as it sounds
2: it feels depressing I heard Pony last week um use a one give us a one word descriptor for these last it was the anniversary of the San Antonio Holmes catch you know give us give us a one word descriptor of all the years since then here's what I would say Give us one word that springs to mind when you look at the Steelers' immediate future. And I'm not saying there won't be entertaining games, that we won't be having fun next year down the stretch cuz they'll be 8 and 8 and then you know with a chance to go 9 and 8 and sneak into the playoffs again. Of course they will. They always are. They're in the worst place in pro sports, right in the middle. But the chance of them usurping Kansas City minus an injury to Mahomes It almost seems like a ridiculous thought. You think, well, they have a really good defense, yeah, but it's not—it's not as good as Kansas City's. In fact, it's not even close. Kansas City, just like the Steelers, they have stars at every level of their defense. You saw Trent McDuffie yesterday was great. McDuffie was—that's why he's a first-team All-Pro.
3: Rees, terrific. Uh, They're Chris Jones is really good. Carl Aftis. Yeah, they got they got young guys making plays. They do, and again, the scheme—the scheme is terrific. All they know how to do it. They, they put him in position to make plays at critical times, and they do.
2: They don't have a bad player. The Steelers have some stars defensively, but they have some bad areas, mm-hmm. and they still
3: defense. do. And they have to address them again. Some of the same positions,
2: and I don't see that changing. Andy Reid's coming back. Spagnolo's coming back. And by the way, with Andy Reid, you know you had the Eric Bieniemy situation from a few years ago, where people wondering why why doesn't he get more of a shot. Because Andy Reid's calling the plays and everybody knows that. Right?
3: Yeah. Matt Nagy's there, but. Matt Nagy's in, there now you know, playing the design, enemy role. Right, it, it, right. It's, it's the same it's, thing.
2: It's Andy Reid and his brilliance on game day.
3: And they came out in the second half and they freed up um, Kelsey and they also came up with a way as the game went on to use Mahomes the right way. I right. mean, it's him too. And, and then it's Mahomes both. just made stuff right. happen. Right. So. It's going to be a tough you – know, the AFC in general. you know, you got to go through the list of quarterbacks and teams that should be good, again, at least on paper. It's a, it's a tough road to hoe for the Pittsburgh Steelers and anyone else, to be honest.
2: Well, I'm going to tell you my word next, Bob, and you have a whole uh, minute or so to think up a word. Are you ready for that? To, think to describe. A, to describe the Steelers' immediate future. By the way, I was going to mention on defense that some other guys have become injury-prone or aging. TJ Watt would be one, you know. Minka, he's still fairly young, but his body's been racked up. And Cam is aging, but more importantly, how cool was it to see Cam on the field mm. before the game with Walter Payton's children uh, receiving that award, Bob? Or speaking of that yeah. award, what it was an awesome, incredible honor. That and
3: one. and he deserves it. Everyone knows that it. it took a while. There's so many players in the league who do great things in their specific cities. But he's been doing it over and, over and over and over and over and over. And finally, he gets what he deserves. And so I feel happy for them, their entire family. Um, it's awesome moment for the Steelers and for Cam Hayward, for sure.
2: It was. I felt really happy for him. In the meantime, however, there's the football team. And I'll tell you what my word is for their immediate future. You got to keep it clean when you call 412-928-9370. And then we'll get into what Bob just talked about, which was one of the reasons this is my word that you'll hear is because of the quarterback situation. Are you kidding me with this report? Anyway, Edgar Snyder and Associates uh, fan text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. Time right now is ten twenty five. Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman brings you that. Why pay forty percent when you can pay twenty five percent? Call twins eight ninety eight twenty.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest five G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to twenty percent versus AT and T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.
3: is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLV.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices, anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
2: I don't know how this gets construed as, quote, negative. It's just, I think, a fact that the Steelers are a long ways from competing for a Super Bowl. At least, it's backed certainly by Vegas odds. Are, Are they negative, or are they just appraising the situation and looking at the quarterback situation in particular? And saying, "Why, why would anybody believe that the Steelers are a serious threat to win the Super Bowl?" I think Fanduel has them at 100 to one. DraftKings has them at 75 to one. Bob and I were just talking about this. I mean, the obvious localized storyline from the Super Bowl is who's going to stop the Chiefs, given the fact that Mahomes is 28, Reed's coming back, Kelsey's coming back, the guy in front of Mahomes, Creed Humphrey, is a star center right in the middle of your offense. He's in his third year. Their defense is the youngest defense to ever win a Super Bowl. Average age is right below 26, so 20, 25 and 279 days. They have some free agents on defense. You know what they're going to do. They're going to probably sign their main guys, who are Sneed and Jones, and then pick and choose because they're brilliant at it. But this guy texts us, Bob. And says, what are you guys talking about? Pickett was 7-2 and two before he got hurt. He says, the main number one difference between the Steelers and the Chiefs is coaching. That's the biggest difference, not the players. The Chiefs won with no names. Like Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones. And again, <clears throat> Trent McDuffie, guy who made a bunch of plays, is a first-team all-pro. They're better man-for-man man than the Steelers. I guess you could say the Steelers have the advantage at wide receiver, maybe. Where else? Edge rushing? They
3: have they have the advantage in mm-hmm. in, in what you see is the first two talented wide receivers. Because I don't know that anyone in Kansas City's roster will, you know, is a George Pickens. But I do agree that coaching has something to do with so it do for I. sure. I mean, that's Absolutely. a big component of it. But I also think that to say they're a bunch of no names. Is not correct because they do have some big names at critical positions that do make plays,
2: and they have good players everywhere. Right,
3: and they've done a very good job of of bringing in young guys and having them compete. But again, the scheme does help, and he he's a genius at calling some of these plays at critical times. So um, that will neutralize any uh, opposing offense. So coaching does matter, but you got to first and foremost. It doesn't really go beyond the quarterback in terms of the biggest difference that yeah. you see. It's him. Right. It's him. And all you have to do is look at the numbers that came after. You know, the San Francisco's mistake was they, they couldn't just get a stranglehold of this game. They had so many opportunities to make it a two-possession game. He was not playing well early. And then all of a sudden he goes 17 for 23 for 170 from the third quarter on. Okay. you you let him
2: behind by 10 in all his Super Bowl wins.
3: That's stunning to me. Normally that will not happen once, let alone three times.
2: And if you go back and watch that last drive, just the things that Andy Reid built off, he builds off, as Romo explained at the end, uh, this corn dog play, Bob, which I love the name Mm -hmm. of
3: that. I knew you would.
2: But it's got a million different (laughs) variations. So people are anticipating one thing. They had just done a little middle screen to Kelsey. That was available there. Um, one of the players after the game said that if, uh, Hardman who caught the winning ball, if Mahomes reads that differently at the line of scrimmage, it's a, it's a jet sweep right out of the Matt Canada playbook. And that player, I think it was another receiver. It was Marquez Scantling said Hardman would have walked in on that in the right coverage. Uh, he would have walked in on a jet sweep if, if Mahomes didn't see the corner Shade toward the line, mm-hmm. shade inward, you know what I mean? And that's what made that all available. And, was... then, and then and then, Mahomes talked about it afterward. He said, Andy Reid's a legend, he said, the way that final drive was called. And then you had Mahomes ad-libbing. But to the Steelers, of course a lot of it's coaching. They went on the road, the Chiefs did, to two of the most hostile environments imaginable.
3: Against two of the best quarterbacks currently in the game.
2: Yes. And you know how many pre-snap penalties they had in both those games in Baltimore and Buffalo? None. Spagnolo, the only coordinator ever to win four Super Bowls. He shut down the undefeated Patriots one year. Yet nobody looks at him. If you were interviewing head coaches, would you not at least bring that guy in yeah, for an but interview I, I and get pick the, his fe- brain? I
3: get the feeling he likes where he is, and he's he's totally content with it. May not want the pressure of that. There are a lot of guys who don't want the pressure of that head coaching position. But would I'm sure he bring he's him making in? a ton of money. Sure you would. But why is it not happening? Because he because may— Because
2: people probably think he's too old and because— And, and because he, he may not want to. In quotes, failed in his previous attempts at that, right. even and though I think some, a horrible situation.
3: There's nothing wrong with that. You can make a pretty good living being one of those guys. No At an doubt. elite level.
2: So let's get to the word. One word to describe the Steelers' immediate future. And again, this gets back to the beginning of the segment, Bob. I don't think this is negative. I think it's realistic. And my word is depressing. What's yours?
3: I had the same word for Did now. You? Yeah, but I, I would say bleak in term if you're talking about winning Super Bowls, I would say bleak. And and I say that because of the competition in the AFC, specifically them and all these quarterbacks. And until the quarterback play gets better here, which will lead you into what you're going to bring up next, I'm sure, that's that's a concern. And, and whether it's from within or not, they have to figure that position out.
2: Okay, that's where we get to next. And I think it was an uh, NFL.com report, was it? Or NFL Network, one of the two. Um, Steelers – Interested in Ryan Tannehill and Mason Rudolph is going to consider his options. That's Tom Pellicero, who's never wrong. He's very good. And Mike Ruffala. Um And this was NFL.com. So it says, after two years of Kenny Pickett, Mitchell Trubisky, and Mason Rudolph in the quarterback room together, expect significant changes at the position in Pittsburgh. We all know Trubisky's going to be gone, although Mark Caballi predicted him to be here, Bob. I can't see that happening. Uh, Rudolph. Yeah, I,
3: I don't know. That would never happen. I think there's no chance of that I don't
2: happening. think so. Rudolph has indicated he's interested in a fresh start after six seasons. Um, and with new offensive coordinator Arthur Smith, the expectation is Pittsburgh will explore adding free agent Ryan Tannehill.
3: Ugh. See, I, 36. Uh, he played late in the year. He was okay. But he's 36 when this season will begin. And, yeah, I can understand a veteran backup because I thought they were going to go after one. And if that's what his role is, okay. Maybe his role is to make the path to starting the the season here as the quarterback easier for Kenny Pickett, too. You know, Mason well, Rudolph would give him a legitimate challenge, I think, more so than Ron right. Tannehill. Do they only.
2: really want a challenge or do they want to placate Pickett and put all their support behind Pickett? Which, which is the better move?
3: And if you're – well – I would challenge because I I'm not sure yet. I got to find out, and this is a big year. Mike Tomlin said that he said it was huge. He emphasized that word for him. So they're trying to get the most out of him. But I think by getting somebody who may not compete as much as maybe a Mason Rudolph, I don't know if you're going to be
2: getting the best. This out of him. This guy stinks, Bob. Ryan Tannehill. Are you kidding me with this? Not you, but them. No, I know. I I just four touchdowns, seven. Arthur picks Smith. He's 35. He imploded uh, late in seasons previously His in, in the playoffs. It seems to me they don't want actual competition for Pickett.
3: And maybe Mason Rudolph is sensing that, which is why that report came out that he may maybe. be looking around. Maybe yeah. he senses, I can't get a good shot here. I want a fresh start. I hope that's not the case because I think uh, specifically Art Rooney was, was really uh, – Encouraged by what he saw from Mason Rudolph, and if you are, why would you turn your back on it now? I I think they'll make him a nice offer. I do. I don't. I no. When I say nice offer, it would be high end backup similar to what Trubisky had.
2: If they really wanted Mason Rudolph, they would be aggressively pursuing him to prevent him from free agency, and they
3: still can do that if they want. It
2: doesn't appear. It appears that the that the company what would be fair, the company fair? what would be fair for him seems to be oh he'll he's got options we'll see what happens that type of thing we like him i don't think they want to bring that into their locker room i think that they know that the sentiment in the room is for rudolph and that that is is not something a dynamic they want to have in their room what'd you say before but again
3: that? they you know they talk about having competition if you want competition i don't competition, think they're being truthful about okay, that well then that's maybe what he senses i think they want to protect the play be Kate a fair picket what would be a fair compensation number for him salary-wise? The same think, as Trubisky Right, same had thing. And million. I think that's, that's high-end, and you won't get in many other places.
2: I think he might be surprised on the open market. Just because Mason became a little bit of a folk hero here late in the season, you know, you have to factor in if you're soberly analyzing, do we want Mason Rudolph on our team, who he was playing against, All Right. what happened in the playoff game when he went into Buffalo, he wasn't terrible, but not like a guy you're going to win a playoff game with, I don't think, in that environment.
3: Well, I thought he got better as the game went on, and he still made some plays. He made a terrible interception at the goal line, which was critical. But, again, I thought he, he showed, given two years of rust, essentially, he came in and played very well, given uh, all of that inactivity. So,
2: What do you think somebody's going to offer him? Do you think I think the Steelers, and, and do you no, think they'll I, offer him a starting spot anyway? But I
3: looked around. Where do you see a starting spot legitimately? I don't. I don't either, and that's the thing.
2: And that's why I think Russell Wilson could be out there, although I saw a report that Denver's threatening to bring him back. There's no way that's happening. There's just no way. Well, I wouldn't want Russell Wilson here, to be honest. How about Justin Fields?
3: See, I would be interested in him, only because of his youth and I think what his legs can do still.
2: Do you think the Steelers are? I don't know. I, I don't. You don't? Know, absolutely not. I think they're fully one hundred percent committed to giving Kenny Pickett a chance.
3: Even if the, the price on that dropped to where it was manageable. Yep. No, you wouldn't you wouldn't do it? You wouldn't consider doing
2: it? I would do it in a second. I don't think they will.
3: Mm. Do you? I hope they would. What's wrong with that? You know, you pick up his option, okay, twenty two million, that's what you gotta pay to have a good quarterback. And if you believe he's capable of coming in here in this New system and thriving. Why wouldn't you do it?
2: Because you believe that Kenny Pickett's your guy. Because okay. you want to find out. Do they because really? You're stubborn, you want to find you're out. Still. about Pickett. You can't find out if you bring in Justin Fields. He's your starter, don't you think? Well, I would. Yeah, likely be my starter. Who? Back to the words bleak and depressing. Who in football would have a would have a more depressing quarterback room? And by the way, again. With the whole negative thing, I think I'm just looking at this realistically with Kenny Pickett. I think he could be a decent quarterback. So do I, and I he haven't could. given
3: up on that. I think there's can enough be a evidence. a championship
2: quarterback in the AFC? And there's also a chance he might not be a I, decent quarterback.
3: I also look at first two years versus some of the other guys who are in the league, and you, you can see that Kenny Pickett has – there is potential. There really is. But a lot of that becomes less so because his – his decision-making and his inability to stay in there longer to make things happen. He, he tends to bail a little bit too much. And if he, that has to change.
2: He, he can, he can be at, I've heard Jerry Dula compared to Neil O'Donnell. He could be that type. I think that's the ceiling. And that's why I get back to the word depressing. Cause we're in an age here where you have Josh Allen and you have Lamar Jackson and you have Joe Burrow and CJ Stroud and Patrick Mahomes. And Justin Herbert with a new coach, and Aaron
3: Rodgers maybe back in Yeah, then, and knows? I didn't even
2: mention Tua, who took a downturn, or maybe Deshaun Watson. It's just Trevor Lawrence. Come on, and so it's depressing. Who has a more depressing quarterback room than one that would have Kenny Pickett and Ryan Tannehill? You want to go through the AFC? Yeah, more, more depressing. Not Buffalo, not Miami, not the Jets because they might have Rodgers coming back. Patriots.
3: That's a mess. Mac, they have
2: the number three pick?
3: Well, that can change. Uh, but that we're currently, it's a mess. And even with the number three pick, I'm not – I'm never going to ever go out on a limb and say these guys – C.J. Stroud is a rare exception for me recently. Most of these guys come in and they're lost for a few years, the guys who were chosen early. I don't see them immediately I mean, making differences. I don't know if I agree with that. Well, who would you tell me?
2: They may be lost for a year, but I think most guys by their second year – you pretty much know.
3: Maybe. But but it's it's still a gamble, even though it's top five picks. I, I've seen too many who look one way and turn out to be the other. Stroud was a For big sure. exception to that. For sure. I mean, Bryce Young, I don't know. Would you be more optimistic or less optimistic about second year with Bryce Young? It has to be more optimistic. I'd rather only go in because- with
2: Bryce Young. I'd rather go in if, if I was the Patriots and let's say the Bears take Marvin Harrison and they get Caleb Williams or Drake May that would excite me more than Yeah, but I think right now Tantahill. their
3: quarterback room is not very good and it's All right, let's behind chalk the them up.
2: Let's chalk them up as one possibility. That's more depressing than the Steelers. Ravens, Browns, Bengals? No.
3: The Browns is an interesting thing for me. I am not consu- I'm not consumed with this thought that Deshaun Watson is going to be anything but what he's been. I think he's lost his fastball and everything that comes with it. They could be in a mess there. And they not could. only that, it's cost them a lot of equity and money. So, in terms of draft equity, I'm talking about. But
2: if I told you you could go into next season with Deshaun Watson or Kenny Pickett and Ryan Tannehill.
3: Well, I, I still think there's more upside with Pickett than I see Watson right now. Okay. I'm, I'm not a big believer in Deshaun Watson at all.
2: All right, then that's two. Patriots and Browns. Texans, no. Jags, no. Colts, I'd rather go in with Anthony Richardson. Well, we don't know about him yet. No, we don't. But we're talking about would you be more excited going into a year to find out about him or Pickett. I'm, I'm going to call, that a, gonna call that a push for me. Titans. Leavis and Butthead,
3: <laughs> right? What would you do there? They got some Go major...
2: I'd rather have him than Pickett.
3: I, uh, Will Levis, if you take the one game away, I, I haven't seen enough of him to make me think he's going to be a franchise quarterback at all.
2: Me neither, but that's still not the question. Would you rather have him going into No, the I'd, I'll take Pickett on that. Wow! You would,
3: yeah, I would take Pickett. On Everything that. I, I think, saw I think from Kenny Levis. Pickett is going to be better than you think this year. Is it good enough? Probably not now, but if I see improvement enough to make me think, I think he's. I think in time he'll be better than Levis. Yes.
2: Okay, so that's three for you, and then we get to the West, where you have Kansas City, obviously. Chargers obviously, and then maybe the Raiders and Broncos. Depressing, Raiders <laughs> definitely.
3: Yeah, I mean Aiden O'Connell. I don't even know, you know what they do with
2: him. So Steelers are bottom five. Do in you the think AFC. Mason
3: Rudolph can get one of those jobs? Would Would a team be interested? Like one of the two you just mentioned?
2: Maybe, maybe. No, I think I think Sean Payton is wed to uh, Stidham, Jared Stidham. Uh, he seems to like him. He may like, but him, that may be but... a spot where Rudolph could go and compete. Yeah. So we're talking bottom five most depressing in the AFC, Steelers quarterback situation. As it currently looks, yes. And Tannehill would just be, ugh. He's horrible, Bob. What do you mean?
3: He's what they would want as a veteran who's been it. He knows Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith knows him. I'm sure he has a lot. The, the reason this is coming up because of Arthur Smith, right? Yes. He had him. He knows him. He thinks he could be of help. He may be of help in that. He doesn't present a a, a, ch- a legit challenge to Kenny Pickett, but his veteran expertise, if you want to call it that, can help him.
2: I guess. Remember his last playoff game where he fell apart against the Bengals and threw three picks in that game. Tannehill, mm-hmm. just horrendous. This past year was horrendous. And they promise real competition. That's not it. That's a that that would be a veteran sort of caretaker behind Pickett a little not even an insurance policy I at least want a guy that I'd be excited about if he came into the game I even think Rudolph might qualify there that's
3: what I'm saying I'd rather if if I'm them I'm seriously trying to get Rudolph done before he gets to be a free agent
2: I don't think they're doing that though do
3: you? I hope they're doing it I don't know they have an exclusive Doesn't seem like it Supposedly an exclusive window, which yeah. means you can talk to him now until whatever you want to talk to him. And, he seems
2: and, determined to test the market, and they seem determined to let him.
3: Well, if that's the case, then he won't be here.
2: One word for the Steelers' immediate future at 412-928-9370. Bob's is bleak, which is a great word. Mine is depressing, which you could say is synonymous with bleak, couldn't you, Bob?
3: Yeah, and we're talking about in the context of Super Bowl championships. That's how I would look at it. You know, I I just think it's very difficult to compete.
2: Mm, I'm just talking in general.
3: I think they're going to always be a contender. I do. I I think they have enough on their team to be a contender. For what? For a playoff spot.
2: So is almost everybody else. Plus forty four percent of the teams actually but make I, I the playoffs. Think, I, but I think that's, that's to me that's that's, that's the nature of pressing.
3: The next level would be: Does your quarterback take you to a level that can make you win playoff games? That's where that's what this season is going to be all about for Kenny Pickett.
2: Let's hit the lines for a little bit, Nelly. And I've been remiss in not saying hello to you today. I'm very sad uh, that Ron's not here, as is Bob. Bob is in Ron's seat. There's a cloud. And I could put
3: my feet up and Ron's not gonna have anything, anything to say about want it. Today, Hello, big Ron.
2: Boy. <laughs> what do we got?
3: Is he is he in the speedo already one day into this, you think?
2: Yeah, and I think he's already got a beer of ten in his hand. Don't you?
3: <clears throat> I don't know. Early morning beer is not my
2: Do you think he's listening? Yes. I don't.
3: You don't think so? I don't I think, think he, he can hook up the internet to I mean, listen. <laughs> well that's true. That might be the reason.
2: Nelly? Uh let's go to Dave in York. What's your word, Dave? Hey, Joe. I almost, uh, I almost threw up when you said Ron in a speedo. But um, my one word would be stuck.
3: Mm. That's a good word. That's a this good team, word. This
2: team, this team is stuck in mediocrity. They're stuck in the middle. They're stuck with poor culture. They're he stuck even invented a new word, Alexis. Bob. Mediocrity. <laughs> yeah. And they're stuck with Kenny Pickett and Mike Tomlin. And I, I was sitting here thinking, what
0: has Bill Belichick done without Brady? And what has Andy Reid done
3: without Mahomes?
2: Well, Andy Reid did go to the yeah, Super
3: Bowl. Yeah, he had Donovan and McNabb. They went there, and and you know he had some pretty good teams in Philadelphia. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Winning, however, took place. But he's been, a, I think, a legendary coach all the way through. I but always I always thought,
2: take the great quarterback over the great coach well, every yeah. single time. But when
3: you have both together— you know, now you got something going.
2: Then you have some magic. Um here's the thing is that the is that Mike Tomlin benefits unbelievably from the low expectations surrounding his team. Ron and I have talked about this many times. You know, some people might phrase it as, you know, a prisoner of low expectations. No, he's a benefactor of low expectations. Every single season. These days, the Steelers are picked around eight and a half over under next year. They're 75 to 1, one hundred to one pick last in the division. So once again, nobody in the national media ever asks, how much does Mike Tomlin have to do with the low expectations around that team every year? Like, what's the problem? Why doesn't anybody expect anything from the Steelers anymore? And does Tomlin have anything to do with that instead they look at the low expectations and how he slightly exceeds them or meets them, and they praise him wildly for doing that. And the same thing is going to happen next year. So stuck is a great word. Yeah, we already I would, I would know, we say we already stuck is a very ha- good word. Yeah, we know what's going to happen next year. It's no mystery. They're either going to start like crap and then get hot, or they're going to start hot and then fall apart. Both recipes have been in play over the last several years, Bob. And then they're not going to win a playoff game again.
3: I mean, it could be. That's what the odds makers are going to say. And that's what the over and under will will start at. Uh, and that has to change. And Well, it ain't changing.
2: A, a newsflash. It's not the, changing. The only way
3: it's going to change is if Kenny Pickett takes his game to the level. That's, that the, ha- only that's the only You're way. That's the only way it's going to do it. You have to have very elite quarterback play to compete for championships it's simple as that yeah there are a few exceptions to that but mostly you have to have somebody who's going to put in the kind of year that features 30 some touchdowns 10 interceptions you know and and winning games i still like i said i have hopes for him i do i, I i've seen things from him that make me think he can do it it's not been consistent
2: enough. I'd be curious to see him, you know, with a with a real coordinator in a real system. I'm just not convinced even then that it's going to happen. I'm also not convinced that I would want to even take that chance if I had a better alternative. And the other thing about Tomlin is it's amazing, again, nationally, how nobody looks at this and says, last five years the Pittsburgh Steelers offense has turned into – really an embarrassment unless ben was doing it by himself at times 30th 24th 23rd 23rd and 25th
3: and this is with a very good ground game too the last couple of years if you look no let l- the-
2: me look at yeah you're right they have a decent ground game let's go points 18 7 with ben 22 24 21 and tomlin is the is the man above all others responsible for that mess right
3: he's the man in charge
2: now I w- I'd like but he's to cast know cast as the guy who overcame that mess not the guy who caused it well
3: I mean those who follow it know that he has a big say in what they do from the draft point of view and and, and everything he has his hands on it that's that's how it is um he picks his own coordinators and again he was the guy who wanted uh Randy Fickner and Matt Canada both without any sort of play-calling experience. And so now this year they get a guy who's done that. Will it make a difference? We'll see.
2: 49ers players made an incredible admission after this game. An incredible admission. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what you would have done with that overtime coin toss, all of that coming up. 50-minute mark on the fan brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Jeep Dodge Route 19 in Peters Township celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. It's the first post Ron show, Joe, so it's it's depressing. That's that word comes up again, Bob. <laughs> you were crying on the way in, and so was I. Well, I'm I'm happy
3: for Ron though. I'm so happy he's I. made things uh, on his own terms. He went through it. He set it all up. He's doing what he wants to do.
2: It was very meticulously planned, wasn't it? Oh, well, just like everything he
3: does. I mean, he, he had this book. going for a year. He probably had that journal already figured out. You know exactly how it was going to go. Final yep. column to appear right. Sunday on Super Bowl Sunday, which he, was a very nice column and, it was a, and a fitting column. way for him to end his yeah, career. it was a great yeah.
2: column. And every day he puts in, in his little calendar what he did that day. Now he only needs one word for the rest of his life. <laughs> right. Drank, right? Yep,
3: that's it. And September
2: 30th, drank. <laughs> October 23rd, drank. What a life. I'm jealous. I am really jealous of him right now. Yeah, well, no, but you don't want to be but with What you, you
3: don't want to do is, you know, get to the point where it happens. You know, you, you still have years and days to live, man. You got to do it every day.
2: What did the 49ers players say after the game that absolutely blew my mind? I'll tell you that coming up first. JP Roofing and Siding, Joe Patochnik. What a man he is. Um, he started in this business 42 years ago. Sat down, had a very private and courageous conversation with his mustache they needed to, to decide <laughs> what they were going to do with their lives and and the mustache i believe actually spoke up first bob and said let's start a roofing and siding company joe agreed reluctantly but look now look 42 years later nationally recognized platinum preferred not an easy designation to get they been out to my house a couple times did great work at my house they fixed what was wrong i never worried about it again off any roofing or siding installation right now at J.P. Roofing and Siding. Give them a call. 412-829-7711. That's 829-7711. Fan weather brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Dodge Jeep Fiat. No, I'm sorry. That was 50-minute mark, which is brought to you by Chrysler Jeep Dodge Route 19 in Peters Township. Um, We also have to get to the halftime show which I know Bob loved. A lot of people loved. I didn't know what the hell was going on. The commercials we'll get to. Fan weather uh, brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Check out special financing for qualified buyers on new Silverado 1500 trucks, partly cloudy and a high of 50 today.